Welcome back to another episode of New Hampshire's Top Podcast, where one of the hosts forced the other one to have a Rugrats poster in their bedroom till he was 16. It is the Never Wears Podcast, and I am Tom Brown, joined as always by my brother Tim. Tim, how are we? Good, good. How are you? Good. Tim uh, has not ordered a microphone like I sent sent him uh links i've sent you links a couple times now and you're st- you're still no microphone there was a uh, bigger priorities this week yeah meat slicer right that's right oh how's that working out for you uh it's great it's probably one of the best uh investments i've made in a while wow now can, rate compare that to the meat grinder you have which one do you think is more practical the slicer you can slice vegetables shoe leather anything Shoe leather. Even off the heel. All right. I mean, sure. If you got to, you know, you're walking all off, off kilter there. Um, so let's uh, change the subject to the national championship. The national championship was last night, and uh, it was not close. Makes you wonder if Justin Fields didn't go off against Clemson, if it would have been a better game had uh, it been Clemson versus Bama, but I don't think so. No, I think Alabama was just going to roll anybody they played. Nobody can stop that offense. Which is strange. Like, that was always a thing. It was like Alabama would score 24, but you would score three. Um, And it was 52 to 24 last night. Yeah, not a lot of defense gets played. Not a lot of defense at all. I was thinking that same thing. But Ohio State had, what, 17 at half? So they only scored seven points in the second quarter, or second half. Yeah, but they had to throw the ball all the time. The reason they had 17 points was they were running effectively, and you can't run effectively when Mac Jones throws three times and they score a touchdown. That's true. Um, So Devontae Smith, I texted you at one point and said he might have 20 catches and in the first half, he had 12 catches for 215 yards and three TDs. And on, like, the third play of the second half, dislocated his finger and was done. He was probably like, I don't need to do anything else. Um, he, he is so good, but I wonder if he's going to be, like, a deep threat instead of, like, an like all-around guy, you know? Yeah, I think it's easy easier in college oh totally the he doesn't really run routes he just runs diagonally across the field well that third touchdown they were even talking about it it was some stupid defense where it was a middle linebacker guarding him and you could see in the replay he was every step smith was taking was like creating two yards of space yeah i don't um they just didn't have anybody to hang with them. No, it was ridiculous. And then Najee Harris had 79 rushing yards for two touchdowns, but also seven receptions for 79 receiving yards and a touchdown. So six touchdowns between one receiver and the running back. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then, so here's the thing. This isn't, I've heard a couple people say this now. They've been thinking Mac Jones will get drafted too early. And now it definitely will happen. 
Yeah, I was just watching SportsCenter, and now he's projected to go 21st to the Colts. That, that is so dumb. So, I don't know how, I, like – go ahead. No Alabama quarterback has come out and really been that good. Like McElroy did the same thing that Mac Jones does. And then, you know, you had Jalen Hurts who went to Oklahoma after two yeah, took his job. But it doesn't, like, translate. Yeah, don't be fooled by, like – uh, Jalen Hurts got kind of shut down by the Cowboys in week 16. So yeah. like, he's not, it wasn't like he uh, came out and was like gangbusters there. I just don't think college offense translate because the scores get so out of whack and the yards and the stats go so high because nobody plays defense. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, it's definitely seems like the guys that are successful in the NFL are like obviously good in college, but it's scouts and everyone else saying, no, this guy's awesome. And scouts are saying Mac Jones should be at the earliest, the third rounder until he had a good night against a bad defense. Yeah. I just don't like Najee Harris. That was a screen pass that he got most of his yards and scored a touchdown. Yeah. And then goes into that for the quarterback. Same with uh, Devontae Smith. Like, he hit him in stride, but Devontae Smith ran across the field diagonally, and he just was untouched and no one within, like, 10 yards of him. Yeah. And those are two huge plays. Uh, I don't get why teams still, like, freak out from one game. Why? How do you not just, like, say, okay, you have 500 yards. He's been doing it all year. Yeah, but... He still has the best weapons... Exactly. Exactly. The people that translate are Julio Jones and Derrick Henry. And, um, I mean, Jerry Judy's fine. He was only a rookie. He just didn't do like what Justin Jefferson did, but he's still good. Um, Yeah, Ruggs had a few. Yeah. Big plays, but. Who was the guy that was hurt and tried to play last night? Waddle. Yeah. Because he yeah. was he was one of those guys that we saw was uh like projected to the Patriots, which would be great. But what is his injury? I believe he broke his ankle and he came back in like eight weeks. Yeah, did not. Sure. I didn't think he'd be back out. He came back out a couple times, but um, yeah, that first drag where he caught it, he got like twenty yards, but then came up lame, going out of bounds, and it was just like I don't know if you saw like Mahomes was tweeting. Jalen Hurts was tweeting all the NFL Yeah, they were all like, don't do it. You're going to be in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was – yeah, that's why I brought it up because I saw that same thing. And then Fields got dinged up against Clemson, and I guess it was still lingering. He didn't play great. No. He He had under 200 yards passing. Yeah, and one touchdown. Yeah, two picks, right? Uh. I think he had two picks. Or was it two touchdowns and one pick? No, it was, unless he rushed for one, it was only one touchdown. Yeah, one touchdown. Yeah, you're right. No picks. I'm wrong. Um, but, yeah, I. so here's my thing. That was the first game I really watched all year in college. Um and 
it's kind of I used to watch like every big game and like Saturdays were for college football, but now it's why when it's just going to be Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, LSU every like five years, it really is like, oh, okay, Bama's going to blow them out again. Great. And it's not that exciting, especially because there's no like third and seven and Ohio State gets a stop. And here's a chance to like change the momentum and change the outcome of the game. It's and Alabama just goes for it on fourth down and gets it. Right. I mean, that's fine. I get the like math behind that and everything, but I'm just saying in general, it's Alabama next year will have the best team. And unless they have like some fluke late loss, they'll be in the playoffs and probably dominating. It's just, I don't know. I don't need to watch them put up 52 points on a Monday night till 1130. Yeah. I don't, there's just no diversity in college football. And even everybody who cries about having these, you know, smaller teams play Alabama would do the same thing. if not worse to them. Right. Like if Bama played, hold on. If Bama played UCF, yeah, whatever, two years ago, it would be, it would have been the same exact thing. It doesn't matter who, if it's not one of those. scored as much as Ohio State. Right. It's not one of those major conference teams that's awesome. Like LSU was awesome last year. Then they lost all their good players and they suck. Bama just keeps churning it out. So it's just hard to like always watch, you know? Yeah. Do you think it will make a difference when I think it's in 2022 they're going to start paying players? Yes, because a super rich booster from somewhere could get Devontae Smith to go to their school. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to be able to pay the player like that. Like, I think it has to be – like, I don't think you can just sign a five-star recruit and say, you know, whatever, say he's going to get a million dollars. Right. The third string center gets, you know, fifty thousand. No, I know it's not going to be like that. But whatever the reason is, is, or however they figure it out, I think boosters will be able to entice families more so than the kids. It's like the families that are, they'll be like, "Hey, we can give you this much or like this opportunity." They'll have to figure out like, maybe I just don't know what it is exactly how they're going to do the payment structure or whatever. Um, did you see that Mac Jones said that this is the best team in college football ever? Yeah. I mean, I, who, who cares? Like, do you I, don't think- I don't think they necessarily would have beat last year's LSU team, like hands down, you know? Yeah. I just don't think they're, I think their defense would get crushed by some of the early 2000s Miami teams. Yeah, or even the defense-driven Alabama teams might have stopped them. Like, yeah. Yeah, I just... I mean, that's like... Obviously, he's going to say that after they just hung 52 on Ohio State to win the national championship, but I think... I don't know. I think it's just like anything where it doesn't matter the 2000 won hurricanes or the 2005 longhorns whatever it is just like who knows but 
Um, I don't know. Probably going to be the same for me next year where I just sit and look at the national championship and then go. Yeah, I think the playoff games were decent. Those are, yeah, actually kind of better always, it feels like, than the national championship. Except for... When Notre Dame's in it. Well, yeah. But Clemson versus Alabama, those back-to-back years with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, those those were awesome games. Yeah. Um... Speaking of Deshaun Watson, he has a new GM who left the Patriots, Nick Casario, or Casario, whatever, however you want to say it. So he was a coach and personnel person for the Patriots from 2004 to 2020. He was the either the director of pro personnel or the director of player personnel. Um, sure. I mean, I'm not like, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. No. Um, so he was essentially the GM for the last. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think he like focused on. I. I think it makes him kind of like the head scout, and then say. I think he looks at a lot of the budget and stuff because every decision came down to Belichick. Yeah. Belichick is the GM. I think he's the head coach and GM. Yeah, he took over after Pioli left. I just don't think they ever filled it after that. Right. So, Pioli left in 2009 mm-hmm. and Thomas Dimitrov left in 2007. Yeah, I was going to say that. And Pioli got fired from the Chiefs and D- Dimitrov got fired from the Falcons. Um, and there's, it's known that sometimes Belichick doesn't uh, let people even know about moves. Yeah, I'll just make a move, and then everyone's like, "Oh, okay." I don't know. I think it's. I, I don't foresee it becoming anything. I mean, he's going into a terrible situation. Right, Deshaun Watson wants out. That's the worst. Situation. And they don't have what the next two first round picks. I don't think they have. No. So you have to trade Deshaun Watson and get your picks back. So here's what I say: Why the fuck would you ever trade Deshaun Watson? I mean, if, he, if the Patriots can swing something for him, which I said last week as, like, would be my absolute dream scenario. Um, the, why I understand you don't have draft picks, but in two years you'll have draft picks and he'll only be 27. It makes zero sense to get rid of someone like him. Yeah, but if he doesn't want to be there, he's upset now because he wasn't included in the decision. They right. told him he could be included and then... They, they hired Casario. Right. And sure, I get that. And I know the owner is, he that he doesn't really like the owner and stuff. But if Casario comes in and is like, okay, these are, you know, Eric Bieniemy or whoever for uh, head coach, you can get him on board by hiring a head coach he'll like. And then it's fine. Because then he doesn't have to worry about Casario. Yeah. I just, they need a lot of pieces. J.J. Watt wants to leave. I think he wants to win a title before he goes. I just, I think they trade Watson. I think that's the move. Honestly, I just, I don't think they'll do it. I think it's stupid. Um, But who knows? Like, maybe he does come in and say, like, I'm going to get a bunch of picks because he's been with Belichick. So he's like, I want picks instead of one player. 
I don't know. Well, Patriots yeah, don't mean, have a lot of picks, but they can give up four straight, four or five straight years of number one picks, number or first round picks. I don't care. Three first round take, picks. Take J.C. Jackson, three first round picks. What about Gilmore and this year's number one pick? If you know Gilmore's not going to sign. See you later. Yeah. I'd rather have I'd rather a 25-year-old Deshaun Watson than a coming off a torn quadricep corner. Mid-30s corner. Um, so I wrote down, here are some people that left the Patriots, and it was always a big deal. Romeo Cornell, Charlie Weiss, Josh McDaniels, Scott Pioli, Thomas Dimitrov, Matt Patricia, Brian Flo- or yeah, Brian Flores, and Bill O'Brien. And do you know the only person that has mattered was Tom Brady. Other than those guys, like none of those coaches and front front office people mattered. No. When do you think of it? Um, what mattered to the Patriots, or like were successful outside of the Patriots? Successful outside, they were all they all did like things with the Patriots. Sure. I'm not saying like they didn't matter, but it makes you wonder like how much was it Belichick and Brady? Like what it everyone's talking about. That was the only thing that ever mattered. It really was like Brady came in and could tell Charlie Weiss, Josh McDaniels and Bill O'Brien. This is what I like to do on offense. Call these kind of plays. And that's what they did. And he would just change the play at the line if he wanted something else. Exactly. And then you have Pioli Dimitrov making player personnel moves, but I mean, they won three Super Bowls without them. And obviously, Matt Patricia was a train wreck. Romeo Cornell has actually been the best out of everyone that's left, I think, as like a defensive coordinator. Okay. Not as like the head coach of teams, but I mean, he made, he's made the playoffs, but. And then Flores looks like what he's doing is really good. I think any, um, Deshaun Watson hinting that he would go to Miami would be a lot of, would be very bad for the Patriots. That would be a, a stacked East for the next couple of years. Yeah. Between them and the Bills. Yeah, that would, that would actually really suck. I hope that doesn't happen. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Casario will make that big a difference. Still got that funny-looking guy named Ernie, right? Yeah, the old man. Yeah. Yeah, he's out there somewhere. He does all the game plays. So, uh, or game planning. Um, and then the wild, super wild card weekend was this weekend. That's what they were calling it. Uh, yeah. Six, six games. So, we could do this in order, but I think we have to start with the Steelers. Shout out to our cousins, Anthony and George. Yeah, that was rough. Not a good way to start. Snap over the head for a touchdown. Also, they were like, no, you jump on it. No, no, you do it. And then the Browns did. Yeah. Uh, That was just, it just, Roethlisberger really was so bad. And it was, Similar to what the Patriots did last year, where they dominated really crappy teams at the beginning of the year, and they started playing good teams, and they're like, oh, they're not that good. Yeah. The 
somebody said that after Bud Dupree got hurt, who was their best pass rusher, mm-hmm. they've been one and five. Do you yeah. think that was that big of a – I mean, he led the team in sacks before he got hurt. I think their defense took a huge step back because it wasn't just him. Um, who was the other guy that got hurt? Another linebacker. Oh, uh, Devin Bush. Yeah. But who was knee out at the beginning of the year? Yeah, but I just think he, um, their defense slowed down and then their offense couldn't keep up. Like, yeah, I think once there was enough film on Claypool and obviously they had film on Smith Schuster, but they just were able to know exactly what the Steelers were going to do. They couldn't run. You knew they weren't going to run. And it was cover Claypool deep and make sure Smith Schuster can't get a drag and take it for 60 yards. Yeah. They, they were really just, I don't know. I think Roethlisberger is just not that good. Also, he, his just having turnovers, he just turns the ball over so much. It is, I don't know, just like we're, we were so spoiled, like, with a quarterback that barely never made stupid mistakes for as long as we were watching the Patriots. But even look at Rodgers, Breeze, Mahomes, that everyone's careful with the ball. Deshaun Watson had like three picks this year or something. It, and then Roethlisberger, the last interception he threw was basically like the linebacker was running a curl route in a soft zone. Yeah. Do you think the Browns' defense is that good or that the Steelers had just run out of juice? I think once you're down 28 to nothing in the first quarter, you kind of become predictable. And so if that snap over his head doesn't happen, who knows? Because then the if you can get a lead, the Browns can't really just run the ball. And it was really just Chubb kind of dominating and mm-hmm. being able to not really lose that much by putting Kareem Hunt in. It's just, it was a perfect situation for the Browns rather than their defense like did something, you know? How do you think, are we going to talk about the divisional round at the end? Yeah. Okay. Um, next thing is, what are the, why don't the Seahawks use one of the best players in all of football? He was 11 for 27 for 174 yards and two touchdown passes, Russell Wilson. I think something – he's got to be hurt. Well, that's something we've, I've heard – I heard like yesterday. Would it surprise you if it came out with an injury? But I guess it wouldn't. Last six weeks that he hasn't done anything. Yeah. I know Jamal Adams was hurt, but that doesn't like their defense wasn't miserable. They were playing a backup and then a guy with a broken thumb and they did fine. I mean, I don't think what was it? 30 to 20. So they gave up 30 points, but one was a pick six. Yeah. So 23 points. Um, I don't know. So points to a backup quarterback and then a quarterback with a broken thumb is not good. No, it's not good. But what happened to that Seahawks team that, went nuts on the Patriots that went back and forth with the Cardinals. It, 
they just stopped passing. I understand like Metcalf was covered by Jalen Ramsey, but what Metcalf almost had a hundred yards. Yeah. And what about Tyler Lockett and dump it, maybe throw it to Chris Carson instead of just handing it off to him for two downs. I think they were trying for like the last month and a half to get Chris Carson going because he came back off an injury. And so they wanted to get it back into the rhythm, but it just never worked. They're not yeah, but... that team Seahawks team from seven years ago that just runs the ball and occasionally throws. Now they have a great quarterback. They need to throw the ball. Right. And why times a game Roethlisberger threw it. I think it was 68 times for 500 yards. And he's, they are the opposite of the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, but why didn't someone for the Seahawks say, hey, I know we've been trying to get Chris Carson going. It's not really happening. Let's go back to a pass-happy game. Which leads me to my next question is, is Aaron Donald the best player in football? Yes. Right? Like, Mahomes is the best quarterback. Rodgers will win the MVP. But Aaron Donald might be the best player. I don't think we're like, we're not discovering this. Hundreds of people have said it. Probably all all of the Rams fans think it. But like, it is nuts how many, how they double team them and it doesn't matter. Well, and double teaming them opens up so many other things. Then you just blitz the other side of the double team, and now you're getting pressure on the quarterback. So that's even a quarterback pressure that he should get, like, half credit for. Yeah. You know? He, and even when he's double teamed, he can still just bull rush through him. Right. You can't run the ball up the middle between the guards. You just can't. Yeah. And, it's like the – um, it's like in basketball, if you're like, this guy's so much better than like player A is so much better than player B. And then you're like, no, he just scores more points. So like someone having more sacks than Aaron Donald doesn't matter. No. Like someone from another team that rushes off the edge that just gets a bunch of sacks, like Chandler Jones gets a ton of sacks. And then Aaron Donald, you're like, yeah, but he draws double teams. And it's just like one of those things where you can't look at stats because he's an interior lineman, but I think he's up there as the best. He, he's, it's like a 1A, 1B situation. I don't want to say like, oh, he's easily the best defensive player while Mahomes is the best offensive player. I think he might be just the best player. Yeah, I just don't think he gets the credit for it because, yes, he has a huge impact on the game, but you know, Mahomes is going to have a bigger impact. If Mahomes has a great game, and Donald has a great game. It's going to lean towards Mahomes because of, you know, points and passing yards, first downs. Right. You know, Donald can't get a sack every play. Right. So, yeah, he just, I hope he's not, I know McVeigh does a great job of not saying anything about injured players, but I hope he's not hurt. I hope he. Oh, the rib injury? Yeah. He came back and played in that game, though. Yeah, but barely. But, you know, Toradol is a hell of a drug. Shoot him up. Um, next, the Bucks. 
playing the football team. I don't know. Like Heineke had a great game, but the Bucks have beaten bad teams all year. And I don't want anyone to say like, oh no, actually the football team's defense was better than you think. And this and that is like, they played six games against the Cowboys, Eagles and Giants and won seven games for the season. <laughs> so I just like, I, I thought, and I wrote it down. No one looked great this weekend. And if any team should have, it should have been the Bucks. They should have gone in there and blown them out of the water. Yeah. And kept rolling, but they just didn't. So no. And then they're, playing like their kryptonite this weekend. That's, and I, I know it always happens, like the Saints beat them twice, the Bucks come in and beat them, but. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't think, I mean, I would say the Browns looked good because of the circumstances, because of the turnovers and how bad the Steelers played, but yeah, no one had like a great game from start to finish. I and, think the team that had the best game would be the Ravens. Yeah, um, they could. That defense shut down Derrick Henry. I think he had forty-six yards. Yeah, um, they. I don't know if it's Lamar figured something out or the offense is like, oh, this is what's been working. But they look really good, and their defense is pretty legit. Yeah, that's the game I'm most excited for this weekend coming up. Yeah, that should be awesome. Um, I think people are like so high on the bills. So that's, hold on, we'll get to the game this weekend, but that's what I wanted to say about the Colts and the bills. I had no real rooting interest in that, but I was like, be pretty sweet if the Colts do this. And like, everyone's like, Oh, but the bills were the best team going in. They might be the best team in the AFC. I was hoping they pulled it out at the end. Yeah. Bill Rivers had an awesome game. Even though the ball doesn't look like it's coming out of his hand with any sort of speed, he threw an out route and it looked like a pop fly, but somehow T.Y. Hilton still caught it. Yeah, I, I kind of hate watching Philip Rivers throw a football and have even when he was like in his prime. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, um, I mean, the Bills did what they had to do, but another team that probably should have – one by 30, 25, you know, right. 20, touchdowns. They did what they were supposed to do, but that was holding on at the very end and being lucky that the Colts blew a bunch of their timeouts. Yeah. Um, I think it will be really interesting against the Ravens this weekend. And then just final thing on the wild card, the Saints and Bears was like, the exact thing I wanted to not really pay much attention to in the middle of the day Sunday while I was trying to like do shit. Um, and I had no interest in watching the bears and it being, what was it? 21 to nine. Like I think, yeah, 12, maybe 21, I was just, maybe. I was like, okay, whatever. I just had, I didn't care. And the saints pretty much were just like, we're, let's just get through this. I think the Saints might be the most boring team to watch. Because they just dump it off to Kamara or throw a slant to Michael Thomas? Yeah, it's that. It's They're never like – they're not an explosive team to watch. Their defense is good, but it's not great. So it's 
I mean, they let the Bears hang around in that game. Yeah. You know, as close as the Bears could with Trubisky, but. I think, you know, you know what? Know how, like, the Patriots, Tom Brady left and they changed their uniforms? The Saints yep. need something like that. I just can't. I know they don't, they're not like the Packers or the Bears or the Cowboys Giants to me where it's like they've had these uniforms forever. They're just going to keep them. Do something different. I, that's like what I don't like watching is like the Superdome's dark. Their uniforms are just like black on black with like a hint of gold. I don't know. I don't like. I think that a lot of it is the Super Superdome and it, and it being empty. It's just, yeah, a miserable thing to see. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, but I hope they win this weekend. Um. All right. So Saturday, Packers versus Rams, which I don't think will be close. Your only hope is if Jalen Ramsey can stop Devontae Adams. Is Wolford the quarterback this week? I think it's still TBD. What? He had a neck strain? Yeah, I think they said neck strain because they didn't want him to go into concussion protocol. Mm, smart. But he was also in a hospital. So right. Probably- Never good when your starter's in the hospital for the second quarter. Um, but, you know, this game, the only thing the Rams can have going for them in that game is Donald and Ramsey. If they don't absolutely blow it up, then I don't see them stopping the Packers at all. The Packers don't have a great defense. Um, Henderson could have a good game. What's the rookie? Cam Akers. Cam Akers is their starter. Yeah, I mean, they could run for 150 and just hope to keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but the Rams lost to the Jets this year. Yeah. I just don't see yeah. what. I guess I don't see why it would be very close. No, the like, only thing is, him. huh? Week off hurt him. Yeah, it's got to be one of those things uh, where they can get pressure with seven guys in coverage and stop Aaron Jones and uh, what's his name? The backup. No, oh, Dylan? Yeah, but there's someone else too. I don't know. I forget his name. Yeah, Williams. Um, but Saturday night, is it at like 8.15? Yeah. Uh, oh, sweet. Baltimore, Buffalo. Uh, Allen versus Lamar. I don't know. I just think this is the the two later games are the game of the, and I think that's why the NFL set it up that way, the games of the weekend. I think think Buffalo will win but I wouldn't be surprised if like the Ravens got out early and like controlled the game yeah I think the Bills win Um, the Ravens defense did look good but the Bills have so many weapons yeah but Peters on Diggs. Like, Diggs didn't have a great first half, and the Bills didn't have a great first half. Yeah. It's one of those things, like, you can, if you can take and Diggs out of a game. Out. He played, but he was, you know, he's dinged. 
Um, I don't know, actually. I, the Ravens' offense is good. J.K. Dobbins with the read option. They are. And Lamar is, like, more accurate in everything. I just think... I think they, like, as Twitter and Instagram say, they could be a problem. They're, they're about to be a problem. Um, but I guess if you just put uh, the middle linebacker, Edmonds, and just have him spy Lamar all game and try to contain him and not, you know. Lamar had 130 rushing yards, but it was really two runs for 80 yards. Yeah, but that touchdown run was nuts. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, it's easy to sit here and say, oh, you could spy Lamar. Lamar, he's built different, Tim. Is that right? <laughs> but he's like so good that you can put a spy on him, but he still could make. Then that you make that spy miss one tackle, and now Lamar's open in the open field. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, we're going to spy him. That's it. Lamar's shut down. Well, I think you have to spy him with the right guy. It has to be a fast middle linebacker or like a hybrid safety. And then you still have to apply pressure and force the rush lane for him. Right. You know, you force him up the middle where Edmonds is just sitting. It's a little different than when he sits back there for five seconds, sees six open rush lanes, picks one, and then burns a safety. Yeah. I do think the Bills will be will win, but just won't be su- surprised if the Ravens will. I'd be surprised if the Rams won, but not if either team won in the late game. And then I would be very surprised if the Browns beat the Chiefs. Although, although we've seen the Patriots do it where they ran the ball against them. And the Raiders did it this year in that one loss that the Chiefs had. Or, well, they, I guess they had two losses. Did they lose the last week? Yeah. Yeah. The 14-2. But, but that, the last week. you know, that's the blueprint, Tim. If there's going to be a blueprint out there to beat the Chiefs, you got to run the ball. Although the Chiefs didn't look great for the last month. No, I know, but I just... They played a close game with the Chargers that the Chargers probably should have won. Mm-hmm. And then... The Saints, they played a close game. The Saints could have won, but I think Breeze was, like, just back, right? Yep, and then the Bills game. I mean, it was terrible weather. The Bills weren't the Bills they are now. No, they definitely 100% could run the ball and then, like, slow the game down. I just, I don't know. I feel like with a week off, and the and Browns I mean, don't play really good teams well. And they just, nobody can keep up with Tyreek Hill on the Browns. No. I, I just think. think Ward's hurt too. He's their best corner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, that would surprise me if the Browns won. I mean, if they won, I'll come on here and say, wow, I'm surprised by that. But I don't think it's going to happen. And then round three, Bucks, Saints. Uh, I'm actually kind of, I'm not bummed, but I'm going to be skiing on Sunday. So I, I'm trying to think. Lifts probably close at 3.30. This game's at what, 6.40? Yes. Oh, 
340 and then or 330 305 maybe on sunday and then nice. 640 all right i don't have to miss much of it or any of it um i don't know this one's a mystery to me based on that whole like thing the saints won twice but then the bucks are playing really good but i kind of think the saints pull it out Really, I think the Saints are overrated. Maybe I just don't like the Saints. I, Drew Brees can't throw 15 yards downfield. But if he throws it eight, he gets a hand, gets it in the hands of Kamara. Yeah. I don't know. I think the Bucks have two good linebackers to chase Kamara around the field. Right. And I, Mark, look at the numbers. Have you seen the numbers with Lattimore covering Mike Evans? No. In like the last seven games, Mike Evans has two catches. And he's dinged up, too. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like, the Patriots – or oh, God, I wish. The Bucks got lucky, and Tom Brady got lucky that – okay, they had a, dec- a good – they have Chase Young, who they were able to, like, stop the, in the last game, but the rest of the football team wasn't good. Like, Terry McLaurin and Chase Young are the only bright spots – and Antonio Gibson, bright spots. Other than that, I mean, the Bucs should have beaten them. And now they're facing, like, a good defense. The Saints have a really good defense. Yeah. Who's the – they got a good – what's the rusher? Um, the edge rusher the Saints have. Um, He's their best defense player. I, I – it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, not Quan Alexander. Uh, Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan. He's gonna be all over Tom Brady. And Marcus Davenport's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I just don't. You can't bet against Tom Brady. No, you can't. Um, I would actually worry more about like. Bruce Arians doing something stupid, saying we have to like air it out when it's like, no, do the short passes, you know? Yeah. Saints had the second best defense on uh, DVOA. Really? Yeah. Do you think the NFL wants Brady Rogers or Rogers Breeze? I think Brady Rogers is better for like what they want, especially because the Bucks destroyed them earlier in the year. But with those three, it, I don't think it matters. I think you can, but the whole like greatest of all time debate, I think is more of a Rogers Brady thing than a Rogers breeze thing. Yeah. But I want the saints to win. I'm, I just don't want Tom Brady to win with the Bucks. as a Patriots fan. I just don't want that. I don't get the people that are like, I want Tom Brady to win. I I never will. I'll never understand, though, just being a fan of one person and following them around. Do you think that it has any role in how Belichick approaches the offseason? That was all the talk last week, is if Brady wins two games in the playoffs, Belichick is going to spend more money because he's not going to want the narrative to be, look what Brady's doing, and then you finish 7-9. and No, I don't think so. I think 
Belichick finally like said something in the middle of the season this year. He was like, we went to the Super Bowl three out of the last five years, so we kind of sold out on the roster there. And then Tom Brady left and went to a team that had been building a roster. I don't think that's like, it's not too, not the same thing in both places. Yeah. I don't, I think Belichick is like just single-minded in the fact that he is just like, this is what we need. This is what I have to do. It's not like Tom Brady did this. So I got to go get a bunch of receivers and overpay for like Matt Stafford or something like that to put up a bunch of offensive numbers. Yeah. I think that it was also, you saw that when they lost the Super Bowl to the Eagles where it was an offensive shootout and then their offense took a step back and their defense became the best defense in football for like two years. The last year and the year before when they beat the Rams because Belichick was like, I am not losing a football uh, Super Bowl like that again. Yeah. He's just like, he, I don't think Brady has as much sway over Belichick as people think. I think the other way, though, I think everything will, the only thing next year that will matter in the regular season to Tom Brady is the game that the Bucs play the Patriots. Yeah, that's true. Um, and Brady probably wants to prove that he doesn't need Belichick, but. Right. I don't think one singular game proves anything, though. No, it doesn't. It's stupid. I could see Belichick trying to reload faster because Brady is successful slightly. But on the other side, like Brady, Brady's never, his career will never be without Bill Belichick when people talk about him. Right. And as a head coach, people talk about Belichick having Brady. It's not like, obviously as the two with the Giants, but he was defensive coordinator. So it's like, I don't know. I think it's very stupid to say like, one would have done just the exact same without the other. That's absolutely not true. No, absolutely not. Um, all right. I, we don't have to talk about the Celtics. They're not playing. Yeah, Old damn good. NBA's in shambles right now. So they, that was a very. I mean, they really pushed it with the traveling, even though they were staying in the city for the same for three days, like. Yeah, they were um, still getting on planes twice a week. Yeah, they were in hotels twice a week. It's not quite like the NFL where they go on their private charter on Saturday, land on Sunday, or land Saturday night, sleep, play, leave. And in the NFL, not everybody touches the ball. Right, that is in something. Day, like, everybody's touching the ball. Yeah, that's true. Because in practice, you're obviously all touching the same ball. Obviously, there's more than one, but then in the game, you have eight guys from each team. And even. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, like, the rotation doesn't Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, who knows? TBD, they're not playing tonight. They were, it was postponed yesterday, so I don't know when they're going to play again. But uh, for now, that'll, that'll do it. All right. 
So we'll be back again next week to talk about, it's crazy, the NFC and AFC championship game, which is nuts. And then maybe the Celtics. We'll see where they are. Um, but that's going to do it for the episode. Uh, thanks a lot, Tim. All right. All right. See ya. Bye.